0: Okay. Hello, thank you everybody. Uh, this is Damage Per Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Jesse Bartell. Uh Today I'm with special guest uh, and returning favorite, Jerry Olteon, uh, AKA Ryan Hughes, AKA the man. Um, so we had, uh, oh, Jerry, introduce yourself. Sorry, say hi. <laughs> oh,
1: hi, thanks, Jesse, for having me on again.
0: <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, so uh, if you've been following along, we had Jerry on here. Uh, several months ago I think what it was like November I can't remember time anymore
1: yeah back and, around in there yeah. I'm
0: sure. yeah November October something and we talked about um uh I was gonna say Ryan uh Jerry's uh contribution to the unreal novels uh based off the 1998 PC game uh and we talked a lot too about Jerry's uh own own past with uh sci-fi writing and fantasy writing and uh, we are back because um a year before Unreal came out in 1997, a game called Shadow Warrior came out and uh, did very, very well. And there was also, uh, just like with Unreal, there were two novels uh, published in order, in the correct sequence. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> yeah. not like the Unreal books. Right. The, Sha- the Shadow Warrior books, uh, there were two of them. Uh, one, the first one written by Dean Wesley Smith, who also contributed to the Unreal novels. And then, of course, uh, Jerry, a.k.a. Uh, under the pen name Ryan Hughes. Uh, there is another novel. Um, the first one was called uh The Dead, the uh for Dead Eyes Only, sorry. And then the one that Jerry uh wrote was called uh You Only Die Twice, both of which are fun plays on 07 James Bond titles, correct? Right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um so we're gonna talk a little bit uh well I'm trying to think how how I wanna do this now because I was like, I could talk about a bit about the game first, or I could let Jerry uh you just talk about. Shadow Warrior. I guess I kind of want. I I want to know what you're because you're not. We've established that you're not a gamer, right? Um, And uh, (laughs) I'm curious that when they, unlike Unreal, where they present you like, oh, it's like this, you know, this world, like a very serious, like world building kind of game at the time for 1998. Comparatively with Shadow Warrior, not very serious, not very world building kind of game. It's just sort of like uh you are a uh asian character who is attacked by his former uh boss's henchmen and you right. just kill kill everything uh so right. i'm kind of curious well i guess jerry let's start off with um obviously this was written in 97 so you wrote these before the unreal books or you wrote them around the same time i think time? it must have been
1: i think it was before the unreal books i'm not okay. absolutely certain of that but uh yeah i'm looking up on my wall here and I've got all my book covers up in order and Shadow Warrior comes before Unreal. So I must have written it first.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess I'm curious, like when they when they presented like information to you, they were like, Here's this character called Lo Wang and right. we have we have this game that is very tongue in cheek <laughs> humor. Uh right. what was your reaction to it? Like what how did how did this all come about too? I guess. Well, I mean. Yeah. I, I think, again, I think the
1: reason I was even asked to be part of this project is because they needed it on a really tight deadline. Um, we brainstormed this um, on May 7th of 1997, and we had to deliver the book by June 15th. <laughs> and uh, both Dean and I had to finish our <laughs> books in basically, um, what, five weeks and, uh, and they knew that I could write fast so I'm pretty sure that's, that's uh, why I got the job mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, it came in the way of a phone call from John Ordover because that was during a period when I had been on the Genie computer network and then I kind of got disgusted with it so I quit and so I didn't have a computer interface and so John actually called me on the phone and he said, I want you to join America Online because we're going to have an online chat. And we're going to brainstorm a couple of novels and you and Dean are going to write them. And <laughs> I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I am. Am I not? Okay. <laughs> and because at that point I considered myself a professional writer, I said, what's it pay? <laughs> How much <laughs> you pay me? And he said, "We'll just back the money truck into your yard and you can tell us when to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like okay i'll write your novel
0: <laughs> sure whatever you want and yeah we'll get it done in, in five weeks <laughs>
1: it wasn't quite like that but it was it was good you know the money was okay mm-hmm. and uh, and then he very briefly explained that it, it was a real tongue-in-cheek um kind of a, a game uh, and that i didn't need to know anything about computer gaming in order to do it they Supply me with the story Bible, what little there was. And
2: uh, <laughs> and, we would,
1: yeah. and we would get together on AOL with a group uh, chat. Um, Dean Smith, John Ordover, myself, um, Carol Greenberg, who's D- uh, John's office assistant. And then two guys from, um, gosh, was it uh, CD Realms, I think?
2: Uh, uh, 3D Realms? Realms, yeah.
1: Yeah, two guys from 3D Realms. We all got together on this on- online chat and we brainstormed the plot of two novels and uh you know and we did that like the next day after that phone call from john ordover so <laughs> i'm frantically signing up remember america online they, they would send you cds in the mail like you get three or four of them a day sometimes yeah <laughs> so there was, was no problem for me to join aol i had a stack of their cds sitting around you know <laughs> i just
0: I just yeah it's crazy to think of the time when the internet you had to you had to run the software off a cd in order to get it but that's, yeah that's crazy. it wasn't
1: even it wasn't even really the internet it was a very very primitive uh you know america online is a separate standalone thing and if you mm-hmm. wanted to get on the internet you was paid extra for internet access
0: <laughs> crazy was um one of the people you're in the chat rooms with was it george boussard you know
1: oh gosh i'd have to I'd have to do some digging. I've got the uh notes here, but that name does not ring a bell.
0: Okay, never mind. So um. George so George Broussard was the lead he was the lead designer of that game and also Duke Nukem 3D, which came out a few years earlier a year or two earlier, which was a big hit. Okay. Um so he I don't I don't know if he was part of or if he was interested in the uh the story part. It seemed like George was definitely more part of the uh the, the, the level design and the game design, maybe not necessarily the narrative. Um but uh yeah, 3D that game, so it was it was it was developed by 3D Realms, which was previously Apogee software, turned into 3D Realms. Mm-hmm. Um and they also developed Duke Nukem 3D, which was a huge hit, and uh GT Interactive was the publisher, and they were the same publisher as Unreal a year later. So they definitely after this GT Interactive uh, unfortunately uh, was very much shut down. <laughs> due to, okay. They, they yeah. were they were bought by Atari like a, two years later. Um, but they like the it was weird because they did really well with these games, but they somehow still ended up in debt. Um, and Atari yeah. bought yeah Atari bought them out, and then uh, they they're still kind of like I, I and then Atari died, and now they're actually starting to come back again somehow, but um it's it's sort of a interesting it's sort of an interesting peak because it was like you had shadow warrior which was like the um it was like the best version of that uh uh, uh game engine that they had made yet yeah, you could do a bunch of stuff in it you could climb uh ladders I remember, you could, was I remember that one
1: of the one of the things they emphasized is have Lang have uh, low wang looking up and looking down into things because we've got the technology to where we can do that now and that was a big deal
0: yeah it was it was <laughs> a, it was a really big deal and there was like vehicles you could drive in the game which was unheard of before but it's right. really it's really interesting to me that like shadow warrior came out in 90 1997 it was like the peak of what we call the build engine which is the 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 game designed engine <laughs> that this runs right. in and then a year later unreal would like come out and shift everything and then half-life came out that same year so it was like it's it's really interesting to me jerry that you were sort of at the end of one era and the start of a new one you know know what i'm saying like 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 shadow warrior had such a huge was like the end it was absolutely an end of an era right it wasn't as uh it wasn't like duke nukem where it was as uh big of a deal but it was a big deal still yeah but like it came It's funny
1: the, one, one of the things that one of the designers said is we want to make sure you understand this is not Duke Nukem.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's like, funny. Okay. <laughs> well, it's it's really interesting because like with Duke Nukem, like the the humor of it is very much like action movie, like you American action movie character where he like blows everything up, saves the women, is a misogynist, like kind of like just all the like like silly, like very silly like projections of like those caricatures and then like with shadow warrior they were like well we're going to do the same thing but we're going to do it like like an asian action film and so i don't think
1: they they wanted it to be even wilder even more over the top
0: oh Um, and it's certainly it like it certainly is and it's like you know when you go from like 1997 to to 2024 it's like yeah, probably some of like the the humor from the game doesn't translate as well as maybe <laughs> yeah. Duke Nukem would have, but like it's still like uh, it's I, still...
1: Was, I was kind of wincing, you know, as I was rereading these books. I was kinda of wincing at some of the things <laughs> that I did. I was like, holy cow, you know, I could probably get cancelled for doing that. <laughs> that <is>.
0: well, <laughs> I mean, I, I would say I would say uh, yes, until you realize that it's a play on those um tropes, but I think that it's yeah. so it's so um it's so uh i don't know like it it can be taken like if it can be really taken out of context i guess but it It is it's very silly though it's not really it's not meant to hurt you
1: know in in dean's book he even got the farmer's three daughters joke in there right he did yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i don't
0: know yeah his his was definitely dirtier than yours for sure dean definitely wrote a much naughtier yeah. novel and he actually put yeah. you he put you in the book as a character which i thought was he funny. did
1: he, he actually referred he like he broke the third wall and just <laughs> you know, addressed the reader and saying well you know you're gonna read ryan hughes name."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so 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 i just think it's really really cool that uh you you know jerry altion aka ryan hughes was at this like turning point in video games and uh i don't know i just feel like more people should be talking to you in my opinion but like I like I feel like uh it's such a really cool part like a transition part and you know just like with Unreal uh and oh, I just I mentioned it earlier but there really wasn't like a story with Shadow Warrior so you guys had to come up with uh it's kind of like sort of like a prequel sequel tie in uh-huh. to the game um right. and yeah. it has it has to do with the earthquake machine called the ABCD <laughs> Right,
1: right, right. We, we came up with this. But I'm, I'm going to back up and say that there sure. was a little bit of a backstory. Um, the backstory was that Lo Wang had been a kind of an enforcer for um, a, a conglomerate, you know, a crime cartel. Not really a crime cartel, just a major business cartel. Like Zilla, uh, Zilla Incorporated. Z-Zilla, Zilla Enterprises. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he had been betrayed. And so uh, he was on a mission of vengeance to uh, basically take out Zilla. And that was part of the backstory that uh, was already established in the game. And uh, what they told us was they did not want us to just write the novel of the backstory. They said they wanted a separate adventure that uh, included that backstory as part of the background and, you know, maybe even uh, make it one of the motivating uh, factors for good old Wang. But uh, they didn't just want us to tell that backstory. They said, we want a new adventure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the funny thing was, you know, so the day after I got the phone call, we're on AOL brainstorming, and the guys from uh, 3D Realms, they didn't show up. Um, Not for, you know, we were two thirds of the way into our brainstorm before they, you know, Ordover finally got them on the phone and said, hey, did you forget the, the brainstorming thing? And so they logged on. And by the way, I got their names. One was Scott Miller. Who was the head of Apogee at that time?
0: Right. Apogee uh, was, and,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. And the other was Murray Friedkin, Um, And I think he was at GT Interactive, if I remember Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So they showed up about halfway through this, and we had already come up, up with the ABCD device, which was the, let's see, the artificial beginning of continental drift.
2: Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. So, you know, the the bad guy was going to start moving the continents around
0: yeah Uh, dr exo or
2: dr exo yeah dr
0: exo so for those listening in the books uh there is this mad scientist character that steals this device from someone who's I, i mean i think the inception or the uh origination of the idea from the original scientist lady was to like stop uh, earthquakes in California or something. I yeah, think. she yeah. was
1: she, she was going to stabilize the San Andreas Fault with this uh, ABCD device,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which I thought
1: was silly. We, we named it wrong because if it was an ABCD device, artificial beginning of continental drift, it should have been the, you know, artificial uh breaking of continental drift or something like that right but we named it wrong <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we won't uh, we won't get you on mythbusters so to, <laughs> to prove uh... yeah right. <laughs> um so so the so no, go ahead jerry sorry
1: it was just uh, you know the the device was made by a legitimate scientist who was actually trying to do some good in the world and, uh, you know, bad guy gets a hold of it and decides to use it for his own purposes. That was right. that was kind of the backstory of, of where the where the novel was going to head.
0: Yeah. And so <laughs> so Dr. Uh, Exo decides to use it to create basically Pangea. Like he like wants to like bring all the continents together, but like right. smush them and like cause like destruction. And so Lo Wang is tasked by the CIA, uh, right, uh, Jefferson, Adam's right. or something. His name right is. right
1: yeah, the, yeah the, <laughs> the, the CIA agent always uses names of presidents as his yeah. aliases. So yeah,
2: Jefferson <laughs> Adams, yeah. yeah
0: Jefferson <laughs> Adams. That was good. So, uh they they get a hold of uh Low Wang and they're like, "Listen, you got you got to stop this." And they take the scientist's lady scientist's daughter who's also
1: what happens is the lady right. scientist's daughter shows up at the airport. Lo Wang is going to fly over to France,
0: mm-hmm. where he
1: can pick up all the weaponry he needs, and he'll be close to um, what they where they think Doctor Exo's uh, secret headquarters is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's on the plane, or you know, he's in the boarding area, uh, and uh, this woman just sits down next to him. And of course, we've established that Lo Wang is really attracted to pretty women, so. Of course, he's quite happy to have her chatting him up. And, uh, you know, turns out she's the daughter of the scientist who invented the device. And she <laughs> wants to go with him on the mission. And uh, Lo Wang is he, he's so smitten with her. He doesn't actually bother to ask how she knew that he was there. Right? You know, which <laughs> yeah. would, have, would have saved him a lot of trouble if he'd asked that question. But, you know, we, we just wrote, a, we wrote our way past that, you know. <laughs>
0: He was, listen, Lo, Lo, Lo Wang just, you know, he, he knows what he likes. So it was just hard well, for him. We,
1: we had this little thing going, Dean and I, where uh, when Lo Wang would do something stupid, we'd say, well, he was thinking with the little brain, not with the big
0: brain. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so that, that, I mean, that's more or less the, the plot of the, I mean, that's the base plot of the story is that this, this uh, crazy uh, scientist dude's using this device to, to, um, Destroy the world essentially, and, and Lo Wang is is on the case. And uh, I would say so. Dean Wesley Dean Wesley Smith's book is definitely more straightforward and uh, like like uh, uh, linear, like about the mm-hmm. story. It's pretty much like it's pretty much a, a, a telling of events of like the the airport and getting to France and Europe and all that, and then it ends, and then your book picks up. And so I wanted to ask, do you know Dean Wesley Smith? I think he plays video games. Is that correct? Or he doesn't I don't know? Games? I don't know
1: if he's much of a gamer. He probably plays more than I do.
0: Because yeah. at the beginning, so it's interesting because at the, at the beginning of his book, uh, in the like acknowledgments, he like okay. calls out all the specific like video game people. And I was like, I feel like if like only oh, he you know would- what? I don't think that was Dean doing that.
1: I read that too. And uh, yeah, the acknowledgments. Um, that was George Broussard and Scott Miller, uh, who did those acknowledgments.
2: Oh,
0: so, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Never mind, never mind, never mind. That's what. Yeah. Okay, so no, because it says for Chris. Thanks for all the fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a
1: page page in. We have uh, acknowledgments from the game designers.
0: Right. Okay. So George Broussard, who so I mentioned earlier. So he's he's the designer. Yeah. Um, that is cool. Okay. So that that clears that up. Yeah. So, cause I was like, so, so, so there's unlike, unlike the unreal books, which are split up, you know, like back and forth and okay, obviously, yeah. obviously the, the, the publishing issue, but there's less of a, uh, like, there's less of a way for me to like, other than uh you did the, like the, the. The, the nepali like pre like the prequel story and then uh-huh. he did he did did he do the current day story was that how uh, that went see, yeah or was it yeah, the other dean way dean did
1: dean did the dean did the uh, prequel story i did the uh current day story uh for the unreal books yeah okay
0: but like in terms of like the writing like it's not that like i, I wouldn't read that and be like oh these seem like very two different people kind of thing but i uh-huh. feel like with the shadow warrior books they feel very like very different books like i feel I think like- so like with Dean, with Dean's book, he definitely is writing in the voice of that character more so. Like I he think so. he he's he's definitely telling it more like tongue in cheek on the nose, uh, and making lots of jokes. When yeah. we get to, when we get to yours, you actually start with like filling in a little bit of backstory about how like um how Lil Wayne comes to America and he like trains and like he 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 like his his issues he has with Zilla, his boss about like the dark arts and like
1: right, right. using
0: that and also so it's like way more like character building in yours than there was in like Dean's, which is definitely more like you fall you feel like you're falling into the video game. So I'm like, so mm-hmm. I was kind of curious, I guess, like how you guys figured that out. Like, did you got do you know did you notice that? When you were writing those books or
1: a little bit and then you know we were on the phone to each other and uh, sharing things back and forth uh, as we were writing and uh, dean was he was a little worried that he was going a little bit too far off the rails and um, and i was a little worried that i wasn't going far enough and uh, we talked to john ordover about it and and he said and i quote every time you think it's go, it's too much go further <laughs> that was that was john's <laughs> advice and so I felt like Dean actually had a better handle on the character than I did. Uh, you know, honestly, and, and um, rereading the books just this last week, I felt the same way. It's like, yeah, Dean got low uh and and the situational comedy. Um, I think he did a better job with it. I, I was very proud of the characterization that I did and uh, proud of the, uh, of the, the story. I mm-hmm. think I told more of a convoluted story. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure, uh, you know, I, I, I certainly wouldn't go out on a limb and say which is a better book, uh, but I think Dean's was truer to the game than than mine was, for that matter. So,
0: so, so I'll definitely agree with you there. Like, I definitely think that Dean's book is more true to the game, like the, because the, the, I played Shadow Warrior ages ago, yeah. and uh, I actually tried to get it up and running on my iMac here, which just wouldn't... <laughs> Wouldn't, wouldn't
2: run huh? oh.
0: no well they they have like an updated version but still like for whatever reason it just wouldn't run for me so i was a little oh. bummed out by that but Bummer. uh yeah i know um but from I, I rewatched a lot of videos and um from what i remember playing of the game like it's 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 you know story is just not it's not a thing in that game right and, no no and one of
2: are-
1: Mm -hmm. one of the things that both of us had to really um, make sure that we did was he's, he's offing people right and left, you know, it's a first person shooter game. So he's shooting people all the time. Uh I'm not a very violent guy, you know? And so Dean had him shooting a heck of a lot more people than I did, but I think the, uh, you know, the murder rate in my book was way higher than anything else I've ever written.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I think, I mean, I guess like playing what I, I guess remembering Shadow Warrior and looking back at it, like it is definitely like, like a Duke Nukem, like where it's just supposed to be kind of very entertaining and funny, no story. It's not really supposed to say anything, right? And really? I I think it's very fascinating to pull, like create a story out of that. Um, and and like, uh, like also then like a year later, Unreal coming out, which is definitely more story driven at the time than, than this was and you still, but you still had like you you guys still had to make up a whole story with very little knowledge of the world but like the story that they were trying to tell in Unreal.
2: So Sorry. it's really
0: interesting to me that like you had to do the same job where you pull this story out of a game that didn't have a story and then pull a story out of a game that you didn't really know what the story was either. Uh, so it's just it's really cool to me and, and the way that one is obviously very much more comical and then the unreal ones are very like they're not very silly like they're very uh yeah yeah
1: you know just in in talking to the game designers and and reading the source material and stuff it became very apparent that the unreal game was supposed to be dark and gritty Mm -hmm. and that the shadow warrior i mean they named the character low wang you know the shadow warrior has got to be silly in fact (laughs) they intended to name him hung low But it turns out in Portland, Oregon, just up the road from where I live, there's a restaurant called Hung Far Low. (laughs) They decided, yeah, we don't want to get in any trouble with the restaurant owners. So they made him call, they called him Low Wang instead. And then he's got, uh, I think he's got a sidekick later on in one of the, like one of the updates to the game. Anyway, there was a Hung Low
0: somewhere in the game, but uh, (laughs) it it was not the main character. So, um, Well, it's also interesting, too, is that Shadow Warrior was rebooted several years ago and they made three new Shadow Warrior games that
1: I did not know that. Yeah.
0: So so they made three new Shadow Warrior games. I haven't played them myself. I had a a guy who I talked to on here. Mitch has. um, But he you know, they're definitely much more modernized shooters, but they kind of tried to keep the spirit of the original Shadow Warrior where it's very silly, very tongue in cheek um you know the the jokes are a little less you know uh stereotypical I guess but I mean it's like definitely more right. so, still like a silly game um and very violent but the it's still it's still a thing which I thought was like I think is I mean I get you know pretty cool I guess you know and a uh, right. um I'm surprised they didn't they didn't they didn't contact Ryan Hughes a.k.a. Jerry <laughs> John,
1: for the story yeah. no I never heard from him at all I wonder so, what Dean did. You know, Dean is still doing a lot of tie-in novels. It could very well be that Dean was still in on that.
0: I don't know. I don't know. We, we I I got his email. I gotta give him a buzz about that. Um. <laughs> uh, where was I going with this? Um. Oh my goodness. Well, I guess. I guess. I guess. I guess well, I guess we could talk like uh, the the publishing uh, the publishing end of this, right? So with okay. Unreal, y'all like the, a year later, y'all had a a a, a big issue. With, oh,
1: yeah, yeah. With the that publishing, screwed up. Screwed
0: up. <laughs> yeah, where where it's almost like unsellable because it doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, and so for this one, it was it was published. You know, I mean, were these were both these volumes published at the same time? they, they, came, did. Out. they, they yeah.
1: came out simultaneously that was one of the things we asked as we were getting into this project it's like well you know if if we uh you know if, if we only have like six weeks or five weeks to, to write these things uh you know are, are the books going to come out simultaneously and, and john said yeah they are and that influenced how we wrote the books in that uh we decided that book one could end with a cliffhanger uh and a very unsatisfying cliffhanger at that Mm-hmm. Uh, because book two was already out and we thought okay it's not it's not unfair to uh <laughs> you know because that people going into it are going to know there's two books and um you know it's really just going to be one book in two volumes so mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: so we actually intentionally put a very unsatisfying cliffhanger at the end of book one
0: so so and and but also too like i'm curious like when, the, when these two volumes came out, did, did you guys like do anything or are, you just, are they just kind of went out and you're just like, they're out there, like we don't think about um, it?
1: Oh, I think we may have done like a local book signing or something, but it's not like we went on a national tour or anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I remember right, uh, the next convention I went to after that, which probably would have been like, uh, oh, like a WesterCon or a, a, a gosh, the OriCon up in Portland. Anyway, it would have been about that time of year, you know, in, in uh, August or September.
2: Um,
1: mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure I took a bag of books with, with me, and uh, you know, was uh, selling and signing books and talking it up a little bit because uh, it was a different thing. It was it was not the sort of thing that I'm used to doing, and I just kind of wanted to let people know, hey, I've I've got a little bit more range than you might think I've got,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, were <laughs> oh. um, people like? like coming up to you and they were like, Oh my God, I love chat. Like shadow warrior is such a cool game. This is so cool. Like, do you, do you remember any of those sort of interactions at all? <laughs>
1: oh, I do. And the thing is, you know, everybody expected me to be an expert at the game and, you know, they expect me to be like, you know, master of level 10. <laughs> it's Like, dude, like I can't even hit the first bad guy that goes, comes out of the closet, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I'm afraid I disappointed some fans because it's like, I'm a writer. I'm not a gamer, you know, and uh, sorry, but that's just the way it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I that, think a couple even actually would would say, well, that's kind of a waste. You know, there's gamers who could have done this, you know. It's, <laughs> like, well, you
0: know, it's it's so funny because I, I uh, after I interviewed you, I ended up doing a, a back and forth written interview with someone named Karen Travis, who wrote a bunch of video game novels and things and she's another one who notoriously does not play video games and has and she's definitely she's she's she used to be at least way more like online and in like forums and things like that and people would find out that she didn't play video games and they would like make a comment about it or they like hold her like hold it over her head and she's like listen does the does the book do the video game justice and if it does then what does it matter and that's sort of her argument so it's kind of like one of those things like i don't know like like writers and video games i don't feel like it has to be like the same like together as the same thing as long as you like understand the source material then that's really all that matters or or if you're responsible for coming up with most of the source material which is (laughs) kind of what you guys did
1: (laughs) Well, the thing is, you know, I, I feel like if your if uh, you know if your goal is to have a book, then you need to get a writer involved, and uh, you know it'd be nice if there was a gamer who had the writing skills and the time to do it. Um, but in fact, they needed a book in five weeks, and they they got a hold of two writers who could do books in five weeks. Oh, and <laughs> one other thing I didn't mention earlier is, uh, as I was digging through my notes on this, I, re- I realized that uh, about three days after the brainstorming session. I took off on a one week vacation to Hawaii and it was already, you know, it was already paid for, already had the tickets. I couldn't very well cancel out. So I took my laptop computer along with me and I spent a lot of time in the hotel room writing Lo Wang from Waikiki <laughs> beach. So the, the, the first part of my novel was written on Waikiki beach. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> I like that
1: story. <laughs> I like the writing life. I have to say, you know, I do love my job.
0: <laughs> yeah so so back to um the differences between the books too i wanted to point out is that your book is definitely more like character heavy and driven and it feels like it feel. i just find that the tone the t- the voices of the books are so different Damn. and and you know i can see the sci-fi writer in you uh like coming out you know like the the one who's like really trying to make this like uh, um am i what kind of like show would that be i don't know like like you 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 try to to make it like a, a fully realized version of this character uh and really give him like uh more of a background than probably anybody else ever would so I, I just thought it I thought it was it was cool like for me I liked being able to slow down uh because because dean's book is like bam 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 bam, bam 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 oh yeah yeah
1: no it's non-stop yeah
0: yeah it goes it, <laughs> it, yeah he he really he goes crazy but uh but with yours like it definitely takes time to breathe into the character and i thought that was really uh i just thought that was cool that, that's all yeah well
1: one of the one of the things that we came up with in the brainstorming session was that uh, uh florelle the uh, daughter of the uh or the supposed daughter,
0: supposed daughter
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: right right you know um she keeps uh she keeps delaying things you know she's always uh coming up with some something uh, that needs to be done that uh delays Wang from uh you know achieving his mission and uh, dean did that with very active delays and i did that with very passive delays <laughs> <laughs> she, she would injure herself and have to slow down right? or something like that but with, with dean she would uh um uh, trigger an, an an attack by the bad guys or something. (laughs) uh, So it was, it was two different ways of doing that kind of delay. You know, I had the more, more psychological and Dean had the more action oriented uh, approach. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, I think it's cool that way, but like, uh, you know, like I said, like with the unreal books, it was definitely harder to like figure out who wrote what it didn't feel like it felt more like with those books, the voice was a lot more, uh, you guys were more like, uh, in sync i guess uh i think
1: we were yeah
0: with with how that was so i just i think it's kind of cool but it kind of makes it feel like two different books which i think is fun like uh like when you go when you read a series or you read uh you know even like say something like the star wars books now like you'll read like there'll be like a a you know a a three six book series that takes place during one specific timeline or something Mm -hmm. um And then you have like a bunch of different writers writing a different book in that, that, that sextet or whatever you want to say. So you get like, it's kind of cool because you get to basically feel like you revisit these characters with a different writer and like their approach to that, those characters, like keeping in line with who the characters are, but like having their own writing style in it. Um, Yeah, you
1: know, Kathy and I did a Star Trek book in the series called New Earth. And we yeah. Book, book four in the series. And it was like that, you know, each one of the books had its own flavor. And, uh, <laughs> you know, when, uh, when it came around to our book, uh, you know, people who knew us said, Oh, I could tell without even looking at the cover, this was your book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, and, that, and that's like a, that's a very different experience. Uh, like when you go to like a, when you're doing like the, the, the cons or whatever to, um, do signings or promote your books, like with Star Trek, that's something you could talk fluently in at the time I would think. Like oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, like you you like you could you could like big big Star Trek guy that you could really talk all about it and go off like on different timelines of like ideas of what could or couldn't yeah. happen. So right. it's it's interesting how that can be very different to like a video game um where if it's something that just like mechanically is not interesting to you. Um but then you have Star Trek which you know, you just you, you just watched a ton of it since like you were a kid or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, I just think I think that's that's super cool. Well, the, I think
1: the the good news there is that I did find the project interesting and I thought the character was fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, yeah, I mean, he's got a Chinese name, but he's supposedly a Japanese ninja. And yeah. like, <laughs> right from the very beginning, it was like, okay, I mean, you can't take this seriously. And uh, you know, I I don't I don't really take life all that seriously and so it kind of fit into my world a little bit
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was uh i don't want to say it's like a dotist kind of book but it's yeah, like it was. yeah I, I mean it is uh, well, yeah i guess i guess i guess so but it, like it definitely has more like i feel like if it was like a real dotist book like it wouldn't have a real plot like our structure right yeah, it would just yeah. like Go off yeah. in the nonsense where yeah. there is a beginning and an end to this story. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it definitely has those moments of like wackiness where you're like, "What is going on?" Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You so know,
1: that's the thing. When we were when we were doing the brainstorming session in that AOL chat, it was funny because one of us had out a silly idea. And then, uh, you know, the others would just like jump on it and then flesh it out. And it's like, wait, I wasn't I wasn't really serious. And it's like, good, because we don't want serious, you know? <laughs> and so a lot of really crazy stuff wound up uh, in in the outline and in the final books, um, just on a whim, really. You know, it was just a random neuron firing at the right time while I was typing a message into the chat, you know? <laughs> Uh, cool. And it turns cool. out John Ordover, the editor of the series, he came up yeah. with a lot of the ideas. Uh, the The idea of uh, Australia moving like an aircraft carrier and having to land an airplane on it—that um, was John. I, I was I was kind of surprised, you know, when I went back through the notes. I would have sworn I came up with that, but no, it was John.
0: <laughs> well, I think I think that's like also like super freeing and fun to be like, uh, as a writer, to be like well we can be as creative as we want and like somehow it will still stick you know like all like all we have to kind of do is keep in line with like the character of who he is but really like we can just kind of take it any which way we want and that that's kind of fun to work with where you have like the parameters are wide open unlike with something yeah, like Star yeah. Trek you know
1: Yeah, we, we threw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in uh, yeah <laughs> you know, not by name, of course, but we had turtle, turtle guys with swords who had artists for names, right? (laughs) So it's like, yeah. And uh, again, Ordover threw that in there. It's like, hey, why don't you have these turtle guys with swords and arty names? And it's like, all right, I can do that. Can I run over one with a tank?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And yet, and somehow like all that wackiness doesn't like with the game doesn't feel like that it doesn't feel that weird at all like you just be like oh well that game is weird and this is all kind of weird so it all kind of makes sense so it's not like you know, you know that,
1: that scene with the turtles uh, actually it led to one of my favorite lines which uh-huh. uh, which was uh i was i was writing that scene and i was describing it to a friend of mine who's a real punster and uh, I, you know, I described the scene about how he moved so quickly that even the Ninja Turtles didn't even know he was there. That suddenly their sword would just disappear from their hands, and and he would duck back behind a rock, you know. And my friend said, "Oh, suddenly a Wang shot out." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm I'm putting that in the book, dude." And, <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I did. and when I uh, when I finally submitted the novel. Um, about two days later, I got an email from John over, and he quoted that and he said, you're a sick man, Jerry.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think, I think if, if you guys were to have a contest, though, I think Dean would take the cake on the sickest man in the
1: room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he had, he had great puns. And the thing is, you know, a lot of the stuff, though, that we put in there, um, a lot of the things that Lo Wang says uh, came straight out of the game. They, yes. gave us, they gave us a CD of all the things that he said, and uh, and I, I listened to them all, and I wrote them all down, and uh, Dean and I would mark off which ones we'd used and which ones we hadn't yet, and we tried to get them all in there. I don't think we did, but I think we got most of them. Yeah, and the... the, like the... When Wang drives a tank right smack into Ayer's Rock, it's like, oh, no, I'm running into walls. Well, that's yeah. out of the game. You know, when, when if you're you know you're moving the character around in the game and if you crash him into a wall that's what he says yeah,
0: yeah. so in, did
1: yeah.
0: Did, you, did you hear like the actual sound bites
1: we did we did that's and, so uh,
0: that's so great
1: and here's the cool thing i still have that cd of his uh of, of his audio uh I, I, I hunted around for it i know i have it but i don't know just where it is but uh, i know i still have that cd of his audio
0: dude there are so many like like old school pc guys that would lose their minds if they knew you had that like like (laughs) they would they would because like for i mean shadow warrior for i mean so like retro shooters and things like that have really come back again and so there's people that like have like that's all they play are like these games that are like homages to retro shooters and like look like that, like they make they make games now that look like those game, like Shadow Warrior looks, like like that's they go back and they do that. But if somebody knew that, especially oh, what's his face, I forget who did the voiceover for Lo Wang, but he he was a pretty famous uh, character voiceover for video games, and he was so great because he would he did that he did that voice that he does like that that Lo Wang voice, which is like kind of gruff yeah. and like. Oh, you'll we'll make another stupid move! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he and he and like that's like kind of how he just talks. So it's really funny that like the like, but I'm dude. If somebody found out that you had that CD of sound clips, like they would you 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 could sell that for like so much money, probably. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: Well, the thing is, of course, you know we'd have to get permission from the guys at 3D Realms or whatever, whoever inherited all their stuff. We'd have to get permission to use it. You know,
0: dude. Um, I, don't, I don't. I don't even know who owns. I don't know who owns that like those original sound clips anymore like at this point a lot of those things a lot of those things get lost with time because like people like Apogee and 3D Realms GT Interactive they're no longer a thing so I, I, I I don't really know
1: yeah that'd be a real question is like you know what is my legal obligation to stay quiet after 25 years you know
0: I, I don't think I, I don't think there's much like I like like I think the, the Shadow Warrior name is trademarked and that is you know they've re- licensed that as a thing but like I feel like those assets it's like the original game I'm not really sure if anybody owns them I'm not sure I don't I don't think anybody owns them anymore yeah, yeah so I don't
1: know. Yeah, I don't know that's a real question
0: yeah I don't know it might yeah. be a
1: moot point because I don't I don't know where that CD is. It was not where I looked when I thought I knew where it was. So I'll have i have to dig a little deeper I think to find it. <laughs>
0: um. So this is like another case where I really wish that there was just like uh same with the Unreal, but like Unreal would be a little just a tad more bit work, but like this like like if, if we if we could just like I don't know who owns these things, we could just get them digitally online, like uh, ebook versions at least of these books, you know. Like, you know, that wouldn't, you know, it would cost the publisher, which I, I think it's still, I mean, I think it's still pocketbooks. I tried emailing pocketbooks, by the way, about Unreal. Really? I don't know. I don't know if I told you this. So I reached out to someone who is a representative of Simon and Schuster and I said, Can you get me in touch with the pocketbook people? And they did. And I sent an email with like the old, like the old SKU, like the ISBNs that are the ISBN, I don't know what these are, tens. Uh three. Six, nine yeah they're ispn 10s like the 0671 because it used to be because now it's like 978 it's a 13 digit number now okay. but like yeah i sent them those SKUs and i was like listen can we do anything crickets so i, I don't know <laughs> the
1: thing is well, let's see okay i've got the i've got the letter that they sent me when they remaindered the book Uh october of 2000. So that was when the book was remanded, and i was allowed to buy books for like a dollar each or something uh-huh you know at that point i only let i bought like one box i think you know <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> well it, it, it's it's unlike the unreal books these are a little more attainable um like you were very kind and you were able to get me uh the one you wrote the volume two um dean's book i had to order off of abe books um Mm -hmm. and it has like a like someone like this is it was very like i I, this this is a very beat up version and i still paid like i don't know over twenty dollars for it um yeah i know uh but like unlike the unreal books you can't find them like anywhere.
1: Well, I think the problem with the unreal books is they were so badly mangled in the publishing uh, operation that uh, I think they just quietly disposed of most
0: Yeah, only. they probably they probably pulped them all is what happened, yeah. but uh but with the Shadow Warrior books you can you can find them floating around. They you know, they they, they will cost you far more than what they originally sold for, which was uh
1: you know what's weird is I still get a royalty statement for uh, six months. Yeah, and and it does still come from uh, Simon and Schuster
0: um yeah i'm telling you man that i don't know why they won't talk to me
1: (laughs) that's weird i don't know that they would talk to me anymore either uh it's been years since i've had any connections there whatsoever Uh, but you know i'm sure that the only thing that they would have left anymore would be possibly the uh the um, page layouts they might still have that but i don't imagine they have any you know any other they certainly don't have any of the uh, material that, that we got when we you know like the story bible and the uh, the outline
2: mm-hmm. you know here's the
1: thing I've, I've got the aol chat that i recorded and printed out uh, so you can see the chat as we were developing the storyline uh, yeah. You know, you can see who's responsible for which silly bit <laughs> that's 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 just
0: so that's so cool yeah i forget when there was a time when we could print out chat logs like that because i used yeah. to i used to do that back in like middle school but um
1: you have to get a hold of five people to get their permission to release that because there were five people in that chat actually let's see one thing. Two... No, there six people in the chat. So yeah, and two of them are with 3D realms, and who knows if I can even get a hold of them anymore.
0: Yeah, I don't. I the those guys. I know George Broussard's still doing stuff. I don't know Scott Miller. I'm not sure about, but um George Broussard. Yeah, I know he's still doing stuff. But I'm pretty sure if you were to be like, hey, we have like, he'd be like, what? Like, who are you people? What are you doing? Yeah,
1: yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> there's one book. Or there's one game that I wrote. It was, it was called Vor, the Vortex. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what I understand is that that was just one guy who owned that, um, probably living in his mom's basement, you know. And uh, uh, and if I could get a hold of that guy, I could probably get the rights to my book back, and then it would be kind of fun to just throw that up on Amazon again or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know who that guy is, but I wonder if he still has the same contact info <laughs> that you have.
1: Yeah, right and this is the thing you know all these all these books are done as work for hire um i don't own any right to any of it uh, mm-hmm. so you know for me to put it up online it'd be just the same as you putting it up online either one of us would get nailed for copyright infringement uh even though i wrote the book you know i, I wrote it as uh, work for hire
0: <laughs> so um what was like your big i mean for you obviously it was a good paycheck but i mean like what what for you was like i mean after this you did the unreal book but for you the experience like what was do you have like any like did you have any like big takeaway that you remembered or like anything that like after doing it did you like did you like doing it like you you absolutely yeah absolutely I
2: i had a
1: ton of fun with it this is this was one of the first projects where i really could write whatever i darn well pleased and uh you know the crazier the better and you know a lot of times when you're writing things you come up with a really crazy idea and you think oh you know that nobody nobody'd buy that you know and so you you tone it down a little bit you know and you uh, try and make it a little more realistic or a little more believable and uh, you know i didn't have that restraint here and so uh, you know there'd be times when you know i'd have a couple of beers and Kathy and i'd be brainstorming the next chapter <laughs> like, <laughs> about if we had him like accidentally shoot a nuclear bomb at the at airs rock you know it's like okay i'll do that
0: <laughs> yeah he, he had uh he had portable nukes uh in there yeah. Yeah, i was very proud of that end
1: scene where wang had actually given up and he just said he'd set a timer for 30 minutes on a nuclear bomb and just threw it over his shoulder and it's like well in a half hour this is all gonna be over with anyway <laughs> i love that bit, you know that that uh Dark moment of the soul where he gave up. I felt like he had to have that, you
2: know. Yeah.
1: And then, and then it's like, no, I'm not giving up after all. And then he's got to find the bomb. <laughs> like I know it's <laughs> here somewhere. <laughs> and that was another thing, you know. It's like I couldn't have gotten away with that in any other book. Yeah. Um, it's the only book I could ever have written that scene in, and so I was delighted to do that.
2: <laughs> and I was, I was,
1: I was really happy to learn that I could write a book that quickly. Um, you know, I had written a Star Trek book uh, probably in what two months, something like that. So I'd already written one quickly, but this one was even quicker with a with a Hawaiian vacation in the middle of it, and um, it was a real, a real eye opener for me to realize how much easier it is to write something quickly. Um, you know, if I hadn't had this experience, I'd probably still be slogging along at uh, you know ten words per minute or something, just thinking that that's the way stories had to be done. <laughs>
0: nope they do not you can you can have as much fun as you want in in five weeks and get it made
1: <laughs> yeah and i i have been a fast writer ever since just because i realized that stuff hangs together better you know my limited memory um you know if i if i wait too long i forget what i put into the first part of a book and uh you know i, I wind up with loose ends and uh, or reinventing things that uh, i'd already solved earlier on you know so, uh, yeah, writing fast uh, solves a lot of problems.
0: Um, That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I, uh, I think for me, like, I mean, I just think it's really wild that y'all were able to. Like, when I was approaching the Unreal books, I was like, well, there's, like, I mean, there's a world there. There's, like, stuff there. So, like, I was kind of, like, already... I just assumed you guys had taken that information and made something because it seemed plausible. But, like, when I saw well when you've told me that you did the shadow warrior books i was like what could they have possibly made a story out of with the shadow warrior books you know like i was just like i was like and two whole books like like what 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 story could they possibly tell and then i read both of them in like i don't know a week and a half or a week or something like that um and it was like it was just super fun it reminds me of a just of a different time, like a different wacky time in video games. Um uh, right. when, when video games were just video games with a capital V, capital G, like it was just like goofy. Um yes. and like I said, it kind of like it's so interesting to me because it is kind of like the end of an era. It's you know, these types of games would, would be continued to be made, they just fall out of fashion. But Absolutely. like the you know, the next year, like everything changed for PC gaming. And I just think it's it's funny, like I said before, that you're at the you're like the end of this and the beginning of the next moment. So I, sort of, I,
1: never, I never actually knew that I, I didn't really realize that I was kind of on that cusp of change. And uh, I don't think I had a, a hand in the change. I don't think my book influenced anything, but uh, it's kind of neat to know that I, I was, um, I, I bridged a boundary of some sort.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's really cool that like you were in this, like, uh like you had like this, this lucky moment of being in this, particular time in culture like a cultural shift in video game entertainment that you were able to contribute to the old way of doing things and then eventually the new way of doing things and then and then I mean that was more or less it for you with video games because the was the VOR stuff after that or
2: actually,
0: I
1: mean, I'm not sure if Vore was a video game or a role-playing game or what Um I, I think
2: I really don't question.
0: Remember. it's a type of game it's a type of a type of a fictional world that's it's uh either a, a tabletop game or something <laughs> not
1: um I think, it was, I think it was a video game but a boy you know it's weird that i don't remember that but i don't <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but like you you did like these novels with dean and then like you you exited that and uh that that was like that was like your foray into video games, which I think is
2: like
1: uh, you could enter- See, I'm looking up on my wall here: Shadow Warrior, then Unreal, and then I did uh, two Star Treks, and then I did War. Uh huh. The experience with War was just so horrifying. Uh, the the book was edited so badly
2: oh, no. that. Uh, oh, I, I gotta. I just, I gotta <laughs> oh no.
1: Oh yeah, it was terrible.
2: Oh but my I, god.
1: That, that made me decide. You know, I'm going to start writing my own novels and. Uh, and conveniently that's when I won the nebula award for a novella called abandoned in place yeah and so I I wrote my own novel based on that novella and I I don't think I ever did another work for hire job
0: again oh oh my god we should oh man maybe we should talk about the vore at some point
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I have things well, to say about that
0: well, yeah I mean I don't like would you be like I feel like you'd be shit talking most of it would you be okay with shit talking that experience was it was it was that also pocketbooks um
1: gosh who did war okay i'm gonna have to stand up here and have a look at the label um it says warner (laughs) yeah i think yeah let me see okay let me get over on the side here and have a a closer peek oh gosh
0: all right i have to pull it down from the wall (laughs) Uh uh-oh is it just the jacket cover that you have up there?
1: Yeah. Um. Actually, I got the whole book. Here you go. War oh, cool. And let's see. The I can blow the dust off it and read. It is Aspect Warner Aspect.
0: Warner Aspect. I don't know what that is.
1: Yeah, it was a that was a imprint back in what the
0: late nineties, I guess. But uh, that's got to be owned by. I mean, somebody that or had to been put out by. Uh, some publisher it should have it was probably an imprint on some publisher i'm curious as to was that was was that also go ahead sorry
1: sorry. normal books was a fairly big paperback publisher back in the day Uh Um, so uh, yeah it was probably just an imprint that they did for media tie-in books maybe i don't know
0: yeah, well it's interesting because the uh publisher I work for now uh <laughs> bought out that name the, t- the time warner and stuff. Oh. So. <laughs> so it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting, like the the uh the lineage of publishing and the publishers and all that stuff, but um I'd be kind of interested to go and talk about that. Uh <laughs> um if you're okay with going on and being recorded talking. About an unpleasant experience because I also think that's good to to listen about talk about. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to hear the story? Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is like if we did like a whole other podcast, oh, do do a
2: different interview on it. Yeah. 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 We
0: can uh, talk about that. That'd be so much fun. Okay. Well, I'll I'll see. Uh. Well, we'll see what we can do to get. Uh. I'll see if I can find uh, a copy or something. Oh my god, that'd be so much. Like I would love to have you back to talk about like a bad experience too okay
1: <laughs> like, well let's see i i probably have extra copies of that so let me see well <laughs> I,
0: I would love for you to send me a copy but let me take a look first like yeah. if i can get uh you know maybe somehow i can get you uh okay,
1: well, the uh, the byline is not jerry Ultian, nor is it ryan hughes the byline is don ellis uh because... don, like
0: d-a-w-n
1: uh D-O-N, D-O-N. oh d-o-n, um, D-O-N. Yeah, and an Um, I pulled my pseudonym off it. It was so bad.
0: <laughs> oh my God this is so great. And did and did the guy who got you the uh, the other two gigs for Shadow Warrior and Unreal did he I, get
2: don't, it? I don't remember
1: if it came through John Ordover. I don't think it did. Um, oh I, I'll goodness. have
0: to go back and dig through my notes and see how I wound up doing that one. Oh my goodness. Jerry, this is so exciting. Okay, so, so I love this.
1: Any writer who's been in the business very long has a story like this about a book that was just so badly savaged that uh, you know they just didn't even want to be associated with it anymore. That's
0: amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I love a good, bad publishing story. Uh, I oh, mean, wow. that was that was also part of the reason why when I reached out about the Unreal books, when you told me that it had like a publishing issue, I was like, oh, oh boy, I can't wait to this. <laughs>
1: Um, I had, I had two books sabotaged by the publisher uh you know one intentionally well i guess they were both intentional the, the war one was just really really bad editing nice and, uh, you know I, I kind of feel bad for the editor too i think she probably actually was trying but just didn't really understand what was going
2: on
0: oh man oh i love it yeah that, that stuff's so good oh man um all right, maybe we'll figure out, we got to figure out something for that, because I think that'd be okay. a, good, a good discussion if you're, if you're down and okay to talk about a bad experience and possibly talking about people who you have to maybe not say some great things about. So it's up to you.
1: I'm not going to say horrible things about the editor. I, I, like I say, I think she tried. I just, I just don't think she succeeded.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <So. laughs> um, well, uh uh that's that's I mean that's pretty much all I wanted to ask or talk about with Shadow Warrior. I think I think they're really fun books. I think they're uh I don't say no, I wanna say they read faster than the Unreal books. They're just very different. You know, they're just very uh much more lighthearted, I think. Way more lighthearted, way more punchy. Um and once again a a a really cool exercise in creating something out of almost nothing. So I was I thought that was it's just it's just really fascinating that uh there was just two volumes of this book out there on this on this video game thing. I'm definitely glad
1: um, I've done it. You know, it's one of those things when you get into a project you always wonder you know 20 years from now how am I how am I going to feel about it? Well here it is. So 20 years and change and I actually feel quite good about it. So
0: that's you know. great. Like that's awesome dude. Like I, I love that and um I love that you still feel so positive about it, like that you can look back on it and be like, that was really fun, like all that stuff.
1: Uh, well, you know, I think people's memories do tend to soften over time. And, uh, you know, you you start, you remember the good bits, you don't remember the bad bits. I, I'm sure that while I was writing this and I was under that intense deadline on my vacation, you know, I'm sure I was complaining a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't cackling with glee over the fact that I had to work really hard. <laughs> but uh, you know, I look back at it and it's like yeah I'm really glad I went through that. I'm I'm glad it happened and I'm glad I I met the challenge and uh, and apparently did okay, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's 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 really great and uh um like I said I I still think it's just a really cool awesome uh point in video game history that you were a part of, you know, that you were just in that little like sphere of of crazy things happening and contributing to that. And uh, and we're
1: all about crazy. One last crazy bit was yeah. that I, I didn't re- realize this, but the Shadow Warrior guys flew somebody up from uh, Texas to play the game for us again. I, I mentioned that when we were talking about the Unreal.
2: Uh-huh. I, I
1: didn't realize it happened twice. It happened with the Shadow Warrior guys, too. Uh, <laughs> and i you know, I got my notes when the guy flew up here to play the game for us. Because the game wouldn't run on either of our computers, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so the guy came, they flew him up here. We had lunch. He played the game for us. and He flew black. I well, flew back home to Texas, and I thought that guy's got a job. I wouldn't mind having.
0: Yeah, that that <laughs> sounds like an amazing. Like I want that job. But uh, one time, one time, very uh, uh, many moons ago, I was just very briefly writing about video games in a in a professional setting that wasn't just me doing it like this it was like a it was like a, a thing and i actually was taken to new york city to play a video game in a hotel room with the publisher and that was like that was really cool and weird because i was like this is really this is weird like y'all 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 have a lot of money
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it. suddenly
1: suddenly you know it's like the old Far Side cartoon of uh you know every parent's dream, and they're looking at the want ads, and you know, video gamer who can hit level seven on Quake. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like oh, we've, our son has a, a future. You know, wait,
0: what, what, what was it like though? uh When he like when he was there playing the game for you, were you just like watching it? Like uh, I don't know, this looks like a video game, <laughs> like.
1: I... Well, the thing is he was demonstrating he he had it in uh, uh what's the word you used uh, the mode where you can't be killed right oh um, god mode oh, right right so he had it in god mode so he was he was showing us all the stuff it would do and uh, and he was intentionally uh doing things that would trigger uh, lo wang saying something you know like uh, there's a woman taking a shower so he'd barge in on her and she'd scream and he'd say you know would you like to wash Wang? <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> so, so right. And, uh, you know, he'd crash the character into a wall or he'd shoot at something and it would, the, the the bullet would reach, ricochet back at him. And, uh, you know, and Wang would, I can't remember what he would say in that instance, but, uh, you know, he was giving us all of the uh, reactions that Wang would have. Uh, and it gave us a feel for the how the character was written. Uh, and I think it was actually money well
2: spent.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I, I, yeah, I think that's that kind of stuff is just, I mean that doesn't happen anymore. Now they 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 just send you a a, a file, you know, and um, you know,
2: phone call or
0: something, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so I yeah I think that's uh once again one of those moments in video game history that was I think too like for you probably like like the money they spent and I think you mentioned this last time, but you're like whoa this whole video game thing is they got money and <laughs> so and <laughs> they so only was- they've only gotten more money since then so. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it turned out to be a big industry. Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. huge, huge industry.
1: I shouldn't give you the impression that the that the pay was like extremely good. It was it was not as good as Star Trek. Um, But but but
0: uh, but for but I mean it was like it's really good when you're sort of a a sci-fi or fantasy novelist who's kind of getting gig after gig. And you know you're doing okay. Writing for magazines, you might be getting a a novel. Like you might be like the the uh, was it the Dark Sun series? Was that was that?
1: Yeah, I did one in the Dark Sun
0: series. Yeah, one of the Dark Sun books. So you're getting these, but then like this like property lands, and they just offer you like a significantly more amount of money than you would normally get paid, which not a million dollars, but like at the time you're like cool, like this is this is great. It
1: was was twice what I got for the Dark Sun book, I imagine. probably about two thirds what I get for a Star Trek book. So, you know, and given that I basically, I was, I was in and out and done in less than two months. So mm-hmm. I felt like
0: yeah,
2: that's
1: a pretty good paycheck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, that That's a really good paycheck. And I think, like I said, when you're like a, a career writer or you're somebody who's basically writing book by book to, to, you know, pay either rent or your mortgage or something like something like that comes along and it's like, it it's very freeing. Um, and, uh, I, you know, and yeah, I mean at the time video game business was, was doing well, it had money, but it was still like in its infancy in a lot of ways. It was just, it was just starting. It was just before everything took off and now it's a multi-billion dollar industry and whatever. But, um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's cool, man. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: Remember when the when the guy flew up here to play the game? He asked us, you know, so how much gaming have you done? And I told him, well, I've played King's Quest and <laughs> and I've played uh, Zork, where <laughs> <laughs> you key everything in on the keyboard, right? And uh, I remember he just kind of snorted and went, "This is nothing like those games."
0: <laughs> Although King's Quest, like I said, is great, but you know. <laughs> yeah,
2: it was one of the- it was one of
1: the first actual video games uh, uh, up to that point i think almost everything was just text oriented
0: yeah yeah pretty much and then there's a lot of uh, king quests too they, they ended up making a quite a few of those. so um yeah
1: they came out as a vehicle to illustrate what the pc junior could do and uh, the pc junior came out before the macintosh i i had forgotten that i did a little research on, on this and. Yeah, they were neck and neck, but the Macintosh actually came out second.
0: Wow! Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's funny too. Like a lot of times, there are times when video games were used as almost like tech demos for, like the technology that was there. Um, yeah, that's
2: that more, that that's for sure.
0: Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's it's funny that that uh, it can happen like that, like un, like Unreal the game that would come out, it was basically like a tech demo for that engine. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's cool. It's cool that, you know, that stuff sticks for, for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jerry, uh, so so any any new uh, crazy career things have happened to you since we last talked? What are you writing? Any, any astronomy stuff you want to talk about? We got the eclipse coming up in April. Do we want to talk about anything going on?
1: life is just pretty much same old same old at this point uh mm-hmm. the eclipse is going to be a big deal but i'm not actually traveling into the eclipse path i'm going to go ahead and stay put it'll be about an 80 percent eclipse here mm-hmm. uh, i just i'm just not in the mood to fight crowds and uh you know inflated car rental and hotel prices and stuff so uh i'm not getting into the path of the eclipse but uh i would urge anybody who's listening to go ahead and go to the trouble and get into the path of the eclipse if you have any chance you know any inclination at all to do it and the chance uh because it is worth doing it is mm-hmm. and i know right. i regret not going but uh <laughs> i just decided i i don't i don't have it in me right now to to fight the fight to get into the path of the eclipse
0: yeah it sounds it sounds like well, it'd, be, it'd be a headache but uh that should be a really cool uh a cool thing uh what are you are you uh working on anything right now um, you know, the newsletter that you do, are you, sorry, burping? Do, do you, uh, what, what do you, what do you, are you writing anything? Not even like sci fi related. I'm talking like your astronomy stuff, anything?
1: Yeah, I'm not doing any science fiction right now. I did a couple stories a couple months ago and I've got those out to a couple of magazines and, you know, seeing if they'll buy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mostly it's a nonfiction, the Sky and Telescope uh, column and the magazine of uh, fantasy and science fiction column and uh email I do a lot of email <laughs> it feels love like her, right?
2: <laughs> L- love a
0: love a good email. My job now is mostly just email, so I get it um yeah. is there anything that is there anything that you're just excited about uh, going on just anything at all like like uh like uh movies books uh your your cat's I birthday
1: I, I read i read a really good book the other day oh um, yeah it was a lot of fun. it was called on earth as it is on television uh-huh this novel about an alien, uh, I wouldn't say an invasion and an alien arrival on earth uh, that proved to be just insanely anticlimactic for earth itself, but for the characters involved, it was a big deal. And uh, it was a really cool character story. I loved it.
0: So, and, uh, so I- sorry, was it a big deal for the people that the, the aliens that landed? Like it was a big bigger deal for them and less for the people of earth? Is that what you mean?
1: Well, they basically just hovered over cities for a day or two and then went away, and they never even contacted us. So, like, <laughs> all we know is that they're there. And, you know, we, we had uh, absolutely no contact with him, Um except, well, spoiler, but it turns out one of the characters that we are following in the book is an alien. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, they know the story. <laughs> <laughs> but they expected to be picked up. So they don't really know the whole story. They don't know why they, the people left before they picked them up or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was a first novel. I think the author's name was Emily Jane. And oh, okay. uh, I, I really loved it. It was a good book. Um, and let's see, the previous one to that, I read um, Lessons in Chemistry oh nice I,
0: yeah sure uh, yeah
1: i know it's been done as a tv series and i haven't seen that but the book itself i thought was brilliant i really loved it
0: yeah it, it's a it, that's a funny case of they marketed it with the book jacket to be almost like very pop lit romance but it's really not uh, that and i think that it. It, it tricked a lot of people into thinking it was something different than what it was um yeah and yeah, so they 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 made an Apple Plus show and uh what's her name? Oh my god. Alison Oh man. Don't get I know old Jerry. The Apple Plus. I don't, yeah, I don't know the other thing. <laughs> yeah, uh oh yeah, I forget her name. Miss Marvel. I can't think of her name anymore, but yeah. Um, the show's supposed to be very good, so yeah. Yeah, when the 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 book was
1: was a delight to read because it didn't go where I expected it to. And uh you know and it talked about a lot of the uh, misogyny that went on in the 1950s and uh, you know a, a lot of the racism and and stuff and there were some very serious and heavy uh, issues dealt with in there but it was done um it was done in a very humorous uh, very kind of disarming way mm-hmm. and uh, you, you follow that main character as she just fights her way through one problem after another and uh, you know, and makes a go of it. And, uh, you know, you wind up just rooting for this character all the way through. Uh, and to me, that's a, a job very well done. You know, when a writer can make me care about a character uh, and, you know, stay up late reading the book because I don't want the character to be in that situation overnight. I have to read on so that the character can get out of the situation, right? Because <laughs> you, know? you,
0: you hold the power, Jerry, you hold the power. You gotta gotta get her out of that. <laughs>
2: You know,
1: I've always had that weird feeling about leaving a character in a lurch and you know? even writing a story. It's like, you know, I can't have them hanging off the edge of the cliff all night. I have to stay up <laughs> and write this scene, you know?
0: <laughs> I like that. That's, that's really sweet. Um, are you, are, I forgot, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but do you like, do you like Dune? Do you like Frank Herbert?
1: Oh yeah, I I, I love the first novel and I like the second novel and I didn't much care for the third novel and you know like that all the way down the line.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that makes sense. Are, are you going to see the uh, part two movie that's coming out soon?
1: I am. I did yeah. see part one and I thought it was a technological triumph mm-hmm. and uh, you know and I and I thought this you know the, it was very true to the book and the acting was good and and all. Um, I wish it had come out in, you know, 1968 when the book came out or whenever it was, because um, the story is just so dated now. I, I just felt like, even though they are really true to the book, I just thought, no, nah, this isn't a movie for the 2020s. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I I kind of thought of that, too. Like, like I really, I, I mean, I love Dune. I really love the Dune, uh, well, at least for, I don't like Brian's contributions to Dune, his son, but... Um, yeah but I really love, I love Frank's books and, uh, even the not so great ones, uh, for sure. Um, but the, uh, the movie I really like visually. Yeah. Like, I think, I think that dude nails what Dune is supposed to look like and feel like, uh, I was, I, when I saw the, when I saw the first, uh, one, I'm not talking about the, the David Lynch movie, but when I saw the, <laughs> the the new one the first part in theaters i was like that movie was awesome but i don't know if anyone's going to like this you know like really? i thought it was i thought it was like too like uh yeah like kind of like just like it's for dune fans but like i didn't think it would hit a wide appeal but apparently it made like all the money and this one oh, is yeah. now this one's now gearing up the second movie is gearing up to make a bunch more money and the reviews are already coming in saying it's great so i'm yeah. going to it i'm going to an early showing uh on the twenty fifth they're doing like a okay. do like a special early showing at a theater that's like an hour from me in IMAX. Okay. So oh, I, that's I, great. Yeah, I paid the money. I'm going. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm really, really excited to see because like the first part of Dune, the book, like the pacing of that book's really weird. I don't know if you remember reading it. Yes, I do. But uh I read it in middle school and then I reread them again mm-hmm. a few years ago. Um, and the pacing in the first book is so wacky. Like it's, it's like so slow. And then all of a sudden, like every, like the last, the third or the last, like, yeah, like last third of it, just out of control, like out of control. And then, you know, and, and so I'm kind of curious to see people's reactions to where the story goes and how nuts it gets compared to like the sort of plotting slowness of the first movie and also like the first half of the book. So Yeah, it should be it should be interesting. And then yeah. I'm be- and I'm very interested to see if this dude I think he's planning on it but adapting Dune Messiah which is yeah, really wild like what they do yeah. with Paul, yeah, I Paul's think that character. Would
1: a, that would make a great movie. Again, I don't know if it would be right for our time, but uh, you know, it's something that needs to be done. You know, 200 years from now people looking back at it won't know that it wasn't right for our time, right?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> they're like they're like so so Paul ends up uh, Paul basically ends up comparing himself to Hitler and committing genocide on many planets, <laughs> and like, <Yeah. laughs> like it's 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 so insane that story. You know,
1: I saw um, Frank Herbert gave a talk at the university where I was going to school, and uh, so I, I don't remember somebody basically asked him, "Well, what was your point? You know, overall, what in one in one sentence, what was the what was the meaning of Dune and Dune Messiah?" Uh, I think those are the only two books out at that point. And Frank's answer was, beware of superheroes. And he said, that's what I'm writing about. That's the message here. Beware of superheroes. That's <laughs> the, you know, they'll turn on you. Yeah, it,
0: you know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's really, it's, it's, it's I, I, so when the first Dune movie came out, the first new one or whatever, there's a lot of people online with all these, like, hot takes and all these like writing all these pieces and on Twitter and stuff calling out Duna's being like this white savior movie. And like mm. everybody who read the books is like, just you wait. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> like, and so
0: like, like it was like all these terrible pieces about how like this book was just another, you know, white savior to, uh uh you know, a minority type uh planet or like civilization type thing and how they like take yeah, over yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But like really Frank, I mean, that was his whole thing. Like that was mm. like, like he was, he worked in DC. He was a, he was a uh, speech writer in DC. And right. so like, he saw all these characters and these people like raging these wars and like Vietnam, I guess probably had a huge effect on him. And so he was like, this is like all this stuff, all these people claiming that they're going to fix everything. They won't, you know? And so right. even yeah. the people with the best intentions, which Paul seems like he has the best intentions, but it Absolutely. goes sideways,
2: it goes
1: sideways. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, I thought it was a very realistic look at power politics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, honestly, to me, that's what, that's what the book had to say as far as the message is that, uh, you know, politics is going to turn anybody into, uh, somebody they don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. You
2: know? yeah.
0: Yeah. Also, also watch out for, uh, speak, uh, uh, spooky space witches.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Benny Desserit are like my, my favorite thing. And I think, uh, uh, Lady Jessica, by I think it's at the end of the third book. I think she finally gets her, you know, she gets the ending to her story finally. But um, I, don't
1: I don't remember how that goes. I'll have to dig it back up and look. Yeah, so <laughs> she,
0: she, she basically like, uh, she, she takes over again with the Benny Jesser. It's at the end of the third book. Okay. Um, after like, uh, after after, um, uh, Paul's uh kids the twins uh um they the the one the, the girl when lives and the boy he becomes like fused with a sandworm or something like that
2: oh
1: yeah
0: I do remember that yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and there's like those people that are like hunting the twins to kill them and stuff right. so yeah anyway it gets it gets very weird obviously but yeah uh what was Frank like in person
1: um he was a a very uh i don't know what, what we'd say a very normal guy right I mean uh he uh, had a kind of a white, scruffy beard, and, he, yeah. and I, I remember him as being kind of short, but that could be a false memory. Um, <laughs> but you know, he smiled a lot. He he uh, he got out on stage and he told stories, and uh, you know, he was like a very happy, very very friendly guy. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he wrote such a serious book. You kind of expected him to come out in a tweed suit and smoking a pipe or something, you know. But uh, he was he was just a, a really fun guy to spend an hour or two listening to him talk and, you know, questions and answers from the audience. It kind of it felt like we were just sitting in a big living room and he was just kind of holding court, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I just I, I really I wish I uh, had a chance to talk to him because he just seems like a really fascinating guy. But it seemed like I mean, from what I understand of Frank, like his wife died at some point and then. He kind of just became a little different. And then, of course, he passed away. But it was it seemed like he really loved his wife a lot. And that that was like a big thing for him.
1: I've met his son, Brian, uh, Uh several times. And you corresponded and stuff. And uh, I always felt that Brian got the sense of humor that the rest of the family must have lacked. uh, (laughs) Because Brian, he he was just a hoot. You, you spend five minutes in that guy's presence and your eyes are running with tears just from laughter. You know, he's just, he's a fun
0: guy. <laughs> well, that, that's good to know. And I'm sorry about my comment earlier. I just, I don't, I don't like Brian's take on, on Dune, but that's, it cool. seems like he's doing fine
2: though.
1: <laughs> well, turn off the recording and I'll tell you about a cartoon that I read about both um, Brian and uh, Kevin Anderson.
0: So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good idea. Um <laughs> I think on that note, I think I think we will actually, I think we'll we'll call it quits here. Um this was really, really fun. This is awesome. Uh Jerry, as always, I could talk to you probably forever about all the things and the nerdy things that we do. Um I it's think uh <laughs> what's that? Sorry.
1: This has certainly been a fun conversation. I've enjoyed it a lot.
0: Yeah, me too, man. Really appreciate it. Uh and um, you know, I think uh, like I said, I hope, I hope just we could just keep these things alive a little bit longer if we can. Um
1: yeah, well, we can talk about Gore next, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. I, 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 I'm I am i am really would I'm, I'm very excited to to that that proposition. So um we we could do that. Uh so Jerry, is there anything you want to say on your way out? Where do people find you? What uh you know anything?
1: Um you know Jerryoltian.com is my web address. Um you know you can get in touch with me through that. Uh, stories in analog every now and then uh, stories on amazon but you know i'm not as active as i used to be so no novels or any of that at this point
0: (laughs) so (laughs) um well jerry i really appreciate it i appreciate your time and uh we will probably hopefully be back so talk talk soon